Now entering the Bitcoin Podcast Network. How's it going? Uh, welcome back to another week of the Bitcoin Podcast Network's Just the Headers. If this is your first time tuning into this show, <laughs> you're in for some shit. No, I'm kidding. Um, we we do the headlines. Um, there's been news in the crypto sphere, as I call it. Um, lots and lots of things happen, and we collect the headlines and we sift through them meticulously. Ain't that right, Jesse? That is right. If you could imagine paper shuffling and Jesse wearing one of those green accountant visors with a cigarette coming out of his mouth. Wow. Yep. Yeah, that's that's what you do, right? Yeah. You're not inhaling the cigarette. It's just there for dramatic effect. Okay. And he's like, ha, Coindesk released another article saying... (laughs) This one's talking about institutional grade investments, see? And I'm like, put her on the ticker, Jesse. That's what happens behind the scenes here. (laughs) (laughs) That's what's going on behind the scenes at Just the Headers. Um, So a little fruity update for you guys. I had Fruit Loops on Monday and Dates on Tuesday. So I'm right on track for my fruit consumption quota for the week. How about you, Jesse? Uh, I have not had... Oh, no, wait. I had... um... I had a mango drink, and what else did I have? Oh, I've been drinking a ton of apple juice lately. I don't know why, but apple juice and water. It's like 80% water, 20% apple juice. Mm, Nice. That's a good mixture. That's a Pareto. That's a Pareto proportion, my friend. (laughs) Good job. Um, So I'd like to tell a little story before we get into the news. I think the cleaning ladies at these hotels are on to me. And what I mean on to me is I strategically leave the tiny little travel size lotion bottle that they give you in different areas of the room every day. Because I don't want them to think that I'm up to, um, let's just say, nefarious self acts. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, you know, I don't want them to think that I'm just like overcommitted to self-love in their hotel room. So I leave like the lotion bottle like on different ends of the room. Just, but then I realize that's weird, a little bit. Um, but then they always put the lotion at the computer desk every time. So it's like we're having a conversation but we're not having a conversation. I, th- I just think that they're on to me. <laughs> so why do you, why, what, what's the strategy um, well, of putting the, the lotion bottles on either ends of the room? Well, as you understand, Jesse, I'm a traveling man and you know, I only, I, I get to see the lady once a week. Mm-hmm. So, you know, sometimes during the week, you know, there's no way to 
properly exercise my natural, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's no way to <laughs> exercise that, you know? Yeah, so I got you. You got to. So anyways, I don't want the cleaning ladies to get on to me. So I leave the little travel size lotion bottle all over the uh, hotel room. Cause I don't want them all to think, like, over the hotel room. Well, just in different. <laughs> <laughs> it was a ghost, a spluge ghost. But look, I just you know I strategically place it. Like sometimes it's nightstand, sometimes it's uh, you know, the bathroom, sometimes it's you know the table next to the couch. I just put it in different places because I don't want them to think like. What is this motherfucker doing? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, anyways, at this specific hotel this week, they've been putting it back on the computer desk. Like, it's waiting for me when I get back into the room. <laughs> I'm like, they're on to me. Anyway, anyways, my week was good. Aside from that. So, uh, Jesse, why don't you tell the people... Your, about your about your situation this week my situation let them know man uh, give some had, glimmers had some apple pie come on Top. man give us some juice <laughs> there is no juice oh, I have no I'm juice just, whatever apple juice apple is juice. all we get from Jesse <laughs> which is good He's, he doesn't let people know his personal business like that so that's good man You're you got old school set of morals so, mm. you ready to get into the news? Let's do it. All right. Okay. Our first article coming from the weekend. Uh, if I can load it, my computer's being a jackass at the moment. Ooh, nice one. This one's by Jamie Redman. Um, five days ago, only 1,822 eyeballs in five days. Jamie, not your best work, my friend. Not your best work. Maker community votes to raise stability fee as the die struggles to hold the $1 peg. So for those of you that don't know, the die is an algorithmically created stable coin. And whenever the value drops... You raise the stability fee. Uh, that's what's happened here. So, for more than two weeks, the die stable coin has sat below its $1 peg and has been trading for roughly $0.97 cents over the last seven days. Days, this has given concern to the MakerDAO community, which has decided to raise the die stability fee to 11.5%. So, what does that mean? I actually don't know anything about um the maker uh, maker dow or die yeah so the story is when i was in the seminar for this at devcon 3 uh-huh. um i was i was really drunk in mexico so i don't quite remember how this algorithm works <laughs> but okay. whenever the price drops too far below one dollar they they introduce a stability fee which raises the value of the die so how does that work? Do people who own die have to pay, or do, does die burn? Or um, well, let's 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 read. I'm gonna click on this link. Stability fee to eleven point five percent. Let's see where this takes us. Oh, 
It takes us to vote.makerdow.com slash polling. We actually have a maker community member in our community that vote that voted. Uh, oh. You know, yeah. Let me see here. The Maker Foundation interim risk team has placed a governance poll into the voting system, which represents a number of possible die stability fee increase options. Voters are now able to signal their support for one of the following stability fee increases. One, two, three, four percent to the good, to the plus. This governance poll will be active for three days, beginning on Monday, April 15th at 5 p.m. Review. The need to increase the stability fee as discussed in, was as was discussed in the governance call on Thursday. Uh, key factors under consideration for increasing the fee. Exchange price persists below $1. High inventory levels among market makers and prop desks. Little attribute impact from the previous stability fee increases. We don't know what it's increasing against still, though. So what we're going to do here is say, what is... We're doing some live learning. I'm looking at this article that just popped up on my feed from uh, from Business Insider um, regarding the comparison of Bitcoin and market crashes in the past. Mm-hmm. And there's just it's somebody writing an article, Arjun Reddy. It's like an Indian guy. He's writing oh, uh, an article with a headline: "Bitcoin bulls may have to wait 22 years for the cryptocurrency to return to all-time highs." He's putting a number of 22 years. The 2% increase was chosen because it brings the cost of financing in line with the short-term financing cost in USD, thereby removing the relativity ch- relatively cheap financing aspect of the stability fee and focusing more on the convenience of using DAI. Um, this is what I'm going to assume. So I know what happens when you assume kaboom, right? Make an ass out of you and me. Yeah, let's not assume. Let's just let's just find out the answer and then we can. I don't want to find out the next show. We've got all these headlines to go through. No, no. Next time. Next time we we continue on with the headlines and we we give them. But then we never do that. Just remind me. I'll do it. Man, we're out here living adult lives. You think we're honestly going <laughs> to... That ain't happening. Let's just try and think it through. Yeah, but we're, I don't want to give everybody wrong information. I'd rather just give them right information. Oh, no. Okay. Next article. Ethereum. This is one's written by our boy Smuddy. Adrian Smudzinski. 5,000 eyeballs. Take that, Jamie Redman. Your articles suck. Ethereum core developers consider more Jesus. frequent and smaller hard forks. Oh, boy. I just want to say something. We're uh-huh. definitely not a community of people that wholeheartedly believe in decentralization anymore. We're not? Well, listen to this headline. Ethereum core developers consider more frequent and smaller hard forks. Like, There's groups of people that are mm-hmm. designing the path of crypto now. Which mm-hmm. is what I've been preaching, but I feel like I've been preaching to walls for like two or three years. 
Governance naturally happens, and centralization of knowledge and effort and execution naturally happens. So, anyways, Ethereum core developers are considering implementing more frequent and smaller hard forks according to the most recent bi-weekly meeting held on April 12th. The question of time between hard forks or network updates was brought up by the meeting's mediator, moderator, Tim Baiko. That's a cool last name. I'd name my dog Baiko. Or is it Baiko? Yeah. Uh, he referenced an ongoing topic of discussion. Another dev then began the discussion by referencing core developer Alexei Akunov's previously expressed position in favor of shorter periods between forks. The To check the temperature, quote, of the dev's position on hard fork timing, the dev asked if anyone on the call was open to hard forks as short as three months. Weird. Another developer, Martin Holtz-Swende, then summarized the sentiment, stating, as long as... I wonder what Martin sounds like. Martin. As long as we're not tied to large hard forks every three months, so more like opportunity windows when things are finished. That's what Martin sounds like to me. Martin. What do you think about this, Jesse? Three month hard forks. That's four hard forks a year. Mm -hmm. Eight and two years. Can people uh -huh. keep up? Will Sounds they... like they want to create a structure that they can have uh, a hard fork for every quarter so that they can push out from a marketing standpoint, hey, we're getting something done on the tech roadmap every quarter. Would you do so that it makes the value. A core developer? Uh, well, I guess I don't know because they're saying that there are arguments for bigger forks less frequent just because of the security evaluation time. You can have more time to evaluate um, holes, security holes. So, mm -hmm. I don't know. I, don't know, I think it's a little bit unsafe. To tell you the truth, I think they shouldn't rush pushing out hard forks. Don't rush a good thing, you know. Take your time. You got to move fast and ruin the fun for everyone. Yeah. You know? Oops, move sorry. fast, break things. Doesn't yeah work. It doesn't work. This. Go ahead. Go ahead. It doesn't work in this space. I don't think. Why so? This is good. I like this. I don't know. Would you want somebody to break things when your money is in it? The answer to your question is only if it's my piggy bank. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yeah, the answer is no. no. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, take their, I'd like, take their time. I'd like to point something else out. Uh, in this cartoon image for the headline, mm -hmm. this guy is measuring looks like he's trying to measure the surface area with a measuring tape on a tetrahedron. So, no, I don't even know what that is. It's a pyramid of some sort. Rectangular. It's very stupid okay. looking. So, whoever drew this, that's a very, that's a very, that's a stupid drawing. <laughs> on to the next article. Ooh, this one's kind of juicy. This is the news that we're used to. Ah, ooh, I'm getting warm. Down low. 
Anna Berman, 11,466 eyeballs. That makes Smutty suck. That makes Jamie Redmond suck. You guys are terrible. Anna takes the cake. The International Monetary Fund and the World Bank have jointly launched a private blockchain. And so dubbed quasi-cryptocurrency. Yeah. So the digital currency trend is so deep now. If you go to Kohl's, they they let you pay with things with their own wallet. And you pay with Kohl's digital currency. That's what they're literally calling it. That's a real thing at Kohl's? Yep, at Kohl's. And I went in GameStop today to buy some uh, presents for my lady's son. Bought him some video games. And when I walked up to the counter, he said, would you like to sign up for the GameStop wallet and pay with our digital currency? And I was like, yeah, I was like, you guys are full of shit. Like, I was (laughs) thinking in my head. I was like, golly. (laughs) God, your marketing team is struggling. How much money do you need? You're full of shit. So long story short, I didn't sign up for their digital wallets to use Kohl's money or GameStop dollars. But yeah. You're missing out. Now, I did say on an interview um, many moons ago with uh, Paul Poy from what used to be Airbits and is now the Edge Wallet that I could see someday that if there was a system that was built on top of digital currency, a public blockchain, then investing would get an overhaul because like you could say you do go shop at Kohl's, you could then you know, since your wallet is a digital wallet and there's most likely some Bitcoin or Ether or something in it, you could automatically invest in that company because they'd have a digital security token or something that you could buy. You know, so it's like you're almost putting dollars back in your pocket. Because um, not only could you shop for things, but when you do buy stuff, you could have the little option. Hey, while you're here, would you like to support the company and buy some of our shares and lock it into a thingy-majig? And then at the end of the year, we're going to pay you out if there was growth. Kind of thing. Be like streamlined. But. I can see that that idea does not. You don't care about that. No, no, no. I'm just reading the other article. The one about the WikiLeaks cash hosted on IPFS. Um, so anyways, the asset is going to be called learning coin and it will be accessible only within the IMF and world bank. The coin has no money value and thus is not a real cryptocurrency. The FT underlines, uh, as the FT has learned learning coin was launched in order to better understand the technology that underlie crypto assets. It's app will serve as a hub where blogs, research videos, and presentations are stored. During the test, somebody's trying to get a promotion. All right, this is dumb. This just sounds dumb. But anyways, here's a quote. The development of crypto assets and distributed ledger technology is evolving rapidly, as is the amount of information, both neutral and vested, surrounding it. This is forcing central banks, regulators, and financial institutions to recognize a growing knowledge gap between the legislators, policymakers, economists, and the technology. So, um... I guess it's their play money that if you want to help them. This is like uh, Stellar, what Stellar Lumens did when they gave away uh, $10. 
gave away like a, like a dollar per question per video that you watch and answer a quiz question. That's essentially what they're doing and doing it for old people. It's like, here's your, <laughs> um, your cryptocurrency called learning coin, watch the videos and then you can get some learning coins. And it says that, um, the institutions will allow them to redeem the assets gained for some rewards, which allow them, which will allow them to learn how coins can be used in real life. Oh. It's going to be like Chuck E. Cheese tokens for them to learn, to incentivize them to learn about blockchain for old people, essentially. Hmm. Yeah. Crypto's gotten rather intricate. There's an article below it that you Tether's launched on Tron. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're doing that combined oh, thing. That's the biggest shit show I've ever seen. God. One of the articles is uh, hammering on the fact that Ethereum's DAP user base is dropping and Tron's user base is increasing. Your turn. All right, Monday. Woo, everybody. All right, Monday's news. Review Crypto is a surprisingly fun movie about compliance. Oh, Jesus. Man, what? <laughs> Why did yeah. you put this here? You don't like I, that? Okay. All you, right, Jason. we'll skip this. No, All we're right. going. Go. We're in oh, it no. now. I, 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 you know, Kai Sedgwick, 3,328 eyeballs. Fuck is the first word uttered in crypto. It might also be yours after watching John Stahlberg Jr.'s claustrophobic movie about an anti-money laundering agent caught in a web of deceit, intrigue, and a and bad beer. Copious cryptocurrency references have no tangible impact on the plot, but serve as a running gag for the Bitcoiner's intent on scrutinizing the movie for the slightest sign of inaccuracy. Bonap makes compliance look sexy. Oh, yeah. All right. So... Yeah, it's like propaganda for leveraging or for for getting the sentiment to change towards people who use crypto to be supportive of legislation <laughs> to tie it down. Makes compliance look sexy. Ooh, all right, next one. Next article. Next. So article. go see that movie if you want to go see that movie and then let me know in the Slack what you thought about it cuz I'll that see shit. it eventually. Mm-hmm. William Seaberg, Nestle Kara A4, work with IBM to track mashed potato brand with blockchain. They are tracking Mousseline, a well-known brand of instant mashed potatoes. Once it rolls out, shoppers will be able to scan a QR code with their smartphones to know exactly where the potatoes in a specific packet came from, as well as their journey. I mean, yeah, form a table. It's like a, a super extension of that, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, next thing know. I'm at McDonald's, I'm scanning my Big Mac to know where that Dude, how awesome would that be? It wouldn't. Yeah, they put like the QR code on, on your like large fries little container and then you can scan it and see where the potatoes came from. That'd be pretty cool. Come on. That'd be neat. One time only. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One time only. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's see. Uh, next article, five cryptocurrency tax questions to ask on April 15th. David Kemmerer. Hey, that's a new guy. 1,804 total views. One, question number one, do I need to report my cryptocurrency trades to the IRS? Two, how do I file my crypto taxes? Three, what will happen if I don't report my crypto activity? The reality is no one knows for sure. Four, I should have, I should have done it like that. All right, let's go back up top. One, do I need to report my cryptocurrency trades to the IRS? You need to report your cryptocurrency activity if you incurred a taxable event during the year. 
Two, how do I file my crypto taxes? Report them on the IRS form 8949. Three, what will happen if I don't report my crypto activity? Prison. No one knows for sure. Pe- federal Four. prison. <laughs> Four, can I reduce my tax bill by filing my crypto capital losses? Yes. Why can't I get my tax documents from the exchanges that I use? Because they suck. Essentially. All right, cool. Good article. Next. BSV falls 13% after Binance reveals plans to delist the coin. So there's a few articles in here about people, or not people, but exchanges that are planning to and actually do delist Bitcoin Satoshi's vision or Bitcoin SV. That's censorship. That's censorship. All right, and then the last article for Monday, why the future of esports is tied to cryptocurrency. Holy. I'm curious. Uh, with with a, oh, here, at the League of Legends World Championship Finals in South Korea last year, 100 million viewers tuned in to collect, oh, to watch Invictus Gaming defeat Fnatic 3-0 and collect $2.4 million in prize money. With its young, passionate, and tech-savvy global audience, esports shares evidence simul- uh, similarities with cryptocurrency. Not surprisingly, many predict great things for the twin industries whose future may lie intertwined. Oh, that's fuck. definitely true. The one, bill, oh, uh, I was on D Live when PewDiePie came back and then gave away fifty thousand dollars worth of Lino coins. That was pretty. Yeah, cool. Yeah, but you can't you can't withdraw for three months. So no, whatever. you 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 can cash it out, can't you? No, we we just no. I thought you could. Three months. Really? Twelve weeks. Okay. Uh, the one billion dollar nut to crack with a thirty-three percent compound annual growth rate. The one billion dollar esports market is highly lucrative. Uh, they're going to talk about like betting, probably. Um, esports team building platform Dream Team closed a five million dollar seed round with Mangrove Capital Partners. Yep, they're going to pair later on. Uh, oh, Satoshi's yeah. treasure. What is this? Oh yeah, this is about um, PewDiePie making headlines last week for joining D Live. Got it, man. What's up? I just know I'm getting old. Like, I appreciate things like youth is wasted on the young, and I look at stuff like this, and like it gives it does it get, it makes me no it gives me no jollies. I was like PewDiePie joins D Live, and I'm like, who the fuck is PewDiePie? Why does anyone care? He sounds like a cartoon character, looks like one too. But apparently, my opinion is way, way wrong with the majority of the world. Yeah, <laughs> the no, majority, majority of the, the per- world loves yeah. this man. And I watched yeah. him and I was like, this is the most uninteresting shit I've ever seen. And But I'm way outnumbered in that. And so, it's because you're not a nine year old, dude. Yeah, it's like, you know, I know I'm getting old. When I see teenagers walking on the street, I get angry now. I'm like, shouldn't you have a job? Shouldn't you be? It's, what is it? It's 2 o'clock on a Thursday. Shouldn't you be in school or in somebody's business working for them? Gah! And then they step on the grass, and that really pisses me off. Like, get off that fucking lawn. Somebody worked hard on that lawn. Damn. Yeah, you're going to get there too, Jesse. You whippersnapper. I've seen too many lawns die. I, 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 uh, I have PTSD about lawns. All right. Um, 
Satoshi's treasure was the last part of the end of that article. We've been reading uh, way too many articles, by the way. No, we're not reading too much juice. We're reading like five articles a day now. Nowadays, we're giving. Well, but we're skimming. We're skimming. It's it's not that long. One million dollar puzzle game, Satoshi's Treasure, launched April 15, promising a bounty laden Bitcoin wallet whose keys have been divided into a thousand fragments, spawning a global hunt for the prize pieces. All right, you're up. Tuesday's news. My bad, damn. I didn't mean to rush you, my man. I did mean to rush you, but I didn't think you were. Anyway. There, it's red, D. Your fucking turn. Go. All right, so bot-enabled, <laughs> bot-enabled market manipulation rife on decentralized exchanges, researchers claim. Ooh, like this hasn't happened for the last six years. Arbitrage bots are being widely used for manipulative profit-making strategies on decentralized exchanges, or DEXs. We call them DEX. That's a cool name for, like, an anti-hero. Uh, a study from researchers at Cornell Tech has claimed the news has reported by by Bloomberg. Bloomberg reported this, right? Bloomberg did this. The paper <laughs> documents engage. <laughs> Sorry. The paper documents engages the the breadth and specific characteristics of bot executed market manipulation. Uh, yeah, man, crypto was hella ruined by bots. Back when I gave lots of fucks, I used to, like, uh, try and project the prices based on, like, there were these, like, intervals in time where you could clearly see it was, like, bots putting on bids and asks. And it worked for two months in a row. I was within 1% accuracy. And I was really loving it. And it only worked for two months. But it was a good two months. Anyways, bots trading. And they manipulate the market, but that also happens in real markets. So I don't understand why this is news. But anyways, here's a quote. We have no idea what the extent of the malfeasance <laughs> GRE words is on centralized malfeasance? Yeah. Did mm-hmm. I say that wrong word? Did I say that word wrong? Mm-hmm. Oh my god. My life just caved in. We have no idea what the extent of the malfeasance is on uh, centralized exchanges. If we extrapolate, is that extrapolate or is that extrapolate? Extrapolate. Extrapolate. From what we've seen on DEXs, it could well it it could well be on the order of billions of dollars. So, yep. bots be botten, and you can't stop a bot from botten. So, um, in fact, you might as well just go learn how to use bots. You need to Google Gumbot University, Gumbot U. Go over there, learn how to use the bots. I'm telling you. If you can't beat them, join them. And if you can't join them, you're going to get that ass whooped. <laughs> That's how the rest of that Ooh. thing goes. Um, We got an article by Helen Parts dropping 16,128 eyeballs, and this shit's only two years old. Holy shit. SBI delist Bitcoin Cash amid major crypto exchanges delisting BSV censorship. Yeah, nobody likes Bitcoin Satoshi Vision coin because that's stupid. And there's so much of the community that's just kind of stupid nowadays. I'm sorry if that offends you. If you listen to this and you got offended, you're probably stupid. But... BSV was dumb. 
It really was. Bitcoin Cash isn't dumb all the way, but the group of people that are in it, they support dumbness. So, I'm sorry. I shouldn't be so biased. Or should I? Because it's my show. Yeah, PSV was dumb for, for a long time. So, next article. I hope I run into somebody with a BSV shirt so I could call them, call them dumb. Block Show launches crypto fundraising campaign for Notre Dame, Notre Dame reconstruction. Um, I don't know how I feel about this. I saw like a tweet from someone. She was like, hey, I'm a Catholic person and donate money to other causes because the Catholic church is worth $30 billion. They got it under control. And I was like, she's got a point. She's she's got a point, but at the same time, it's Notre Dame, man. It's like a wonder. What do you think, Jess? I I mean, there's Binance is actually there's an article later on that's uh, talking about Binance trying to help reconstruction uh, by fundraising as well. So I don't know. They're just doing it for exposure. Yeah, that's kind of sad, but that's what it is. Yeah, like the Catholic Church doesn't even need money. They could rebuild Notre Dame this year with how much money they have. But I guess them's are the breaks. Break it up, break it up, break it up. Next article. Um, this is an article by Aaron Wood. Uh, Kraken D-list <laughs> What the hell, Jesse? We get the point. No, I'm just making sure everybody knows all the exchanges that are... Kraken D-list, BSV, uh, Bitcoin Satoshi Vision is not something you're going to be able to use to make money off of ignorant people anymore. Sorry. Uh, hate to is crack. it still on Coinbase? <laughs> I don't think or it ever it on... was on Coinbase. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. It should have never been on anything. It's almost comical that it was. All right. Next, next article. Um, Forbes released this is by Aaron Wood 16,000 eyeballs way to go Wood Forbes releases the list of billion dollar companies using blockchain Mm. is there a list in here because I don't want to read through this shit the list Uh, is mm. Amazon, Walmart, Facebook, ING oh Amazon, Walmart, Facebook ING MasterCard, Microsoft, and Nest Nestle. All using <laughs> just read things wrong on purpose. This is uh Nestle. So Nestle like the uh strawberry milk. So I wonder if people are gonna get mad at us for reading things wrong. Uh people get mad at you for all kinds of things. <laughs> Literally you could donate a million dollars to the poorest country on the planet and people would be like I literally just kind of did that when I was like, why are you donating money to the Catholic Church, man? I got money. But at the same hey, time. This, huh? This paragraph here in this article, that's yours, says Forbes notes the potential for blockchain technology to simplify various business process per the example of Depository Trust and Clearing Core, DTCC. I don't, I didn't know about that institution or whatever that is, which keeps records of 90 million transactions a day or most of the world's $48 trillion in securities. Mm. The DTCC. I'm going to look that up. $48 trillion in securities. Think about that. 
Think, just think about that. It's based in New York. CEO that's, is Michael Bodson. That's 12 zeros. It's a lot of money. It says, uh, damn. Owners. Who owns it? Oh, here. Oh, wow. It's so, so hidden. It's weird that they call it like blockchain based system when really it just seems like it's them using like hashes for records and checking the hash. Why would they call it a blockchain based system when it's probably not? Like it's no different than how Google stores. It's no different than how Google uses like your, your Google Drive. When you look uh-huh. in the link, there's a hash for every different document that you create. And that hash is unique. So why are they saying it's blockchain when it's not? Oh, I don't know why I'm asking myself that question. I know why they're saying that, but it just feels dirty. You know what I mean? Uh huh. It makes you want to sing like, "Do you really want to hurt me?" You know that's in like, take a shower, because it just feels dirty. Huh. I don't know. Maybe that's me. I'm looking at the Wikipedia for DTCC. In 2011, DTCC settled the vast majority of securities transactions in the U.S. and close to 1.7 quadrillion in value worldwide, making oh, it by far the highest financial value processor in the world. That's 15 zeros. Quadrillion. Well, damn. Now we know why crypto's got such an uphill climb. That's a lot of fucking transactions. <laughs> Damn. No, 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 no. In value. Yeah, I know, still. Oh, okay. I, I don't know how many transactions that is, Jesse, but that's got to be a lot. It's, it's I know it's less than 15 quadrillion, but damn. That's still got to be a lot of transactions. 90 million transactions a day. So what's 90 million? What's 24 times 60 times 60? You want to do 1.7 quadrillion divided by 90 million transactions to figure out the average transaction size? No, transactions per second. You do that um, one. I'll do transaction transactions per second. I don't even know how many zeros quadrillion has, dude. 15. 15? All right, hold on. What was it? 1.9. So there's 86,400 seconds in a day, I think. Hold on, let me. So that's billion. That is trillion. That is. Okay, that's a quadrillion. So I do that. So $21 million, $21.1 million is the average transaction. Jesus. Wait, how many transactions were there? 90 million. 90 million? Yeah, a day. A day? Yeah, a day. That's what? Oh, wait, yeah. So that was 1.7. Okay. Huh? That's seven zeros. Hold on. Let me get the quadrillion again. Uh, Million, billion, trillion, quadrillion. And. Hold on, hold on. 90 million times 65. I'm not sure if this is right. This is funny. Okay, okay. it's actually not 21.1 million. It's 51.75. 
K. Oh, say so like 52K per transaction. Per transaction? Yeah. That sounds that's like a daily. More. Okay, that sounds a little more realistic. You want to know how many transactions per second that is? How many transactions per second Are you is sitting that? down? I'm sitting down. 1,041 transactions per second. Let's go ahead and divide that by seven. <laughs> that is 148.8 times faster, right? That's 148.8%. No, that's not percent. That's one... Add 14, tack on, tack 14, on two zeros. Yeah, 14,880%. Yep. yep. Faster than Bitcoin. Yep. Golly, we got to get our shit together. I need to write that down to talk about... You going to pop in on tomorrow's morning show? Oh, no, wait. No, we're not having calling in. Psych, psych, everybody, psych. Uh, <laughs> 14,880% faster. The Depository Trust and Clearing Corporation is that much faster than the Bitcoin blockchain. We have some catching up to do. Bitcoin. I guess there's other blockchains that can do gajillions of transactions per second. Next article. So... Now that I'm a little bit sad about the true state of blockchain technology, let's <laughs> move on to Wednesday's articles. I'm going to snag one of these. Wednesday, crypto exchange Gemini rolls out native wallet support for SegWit Bitcoin addresses. All right. So that's just, it nice. is what it is. SegWit, baby. Mm. Uh, here we go. Ethereum Consortium launches token initiative with Microsoft, JP Morgan, Chase, and others. So the EEA, the Enterprise Ethereum Alliance, has launched a blockchain-neutral token taxonomy initiative in partnership with major firms. So what is this about? What is this about? <laughs> Establishing technical standards is what it is. If we had like an actual news show, I would watch the shit out of it. <laughs> What do you mean? What is this shit about? Let's look at that. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine yeah, I mean, I wish... on like local television? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'd watch it. It's good. We local, have good programming. Local man robs convenience store and then I chime in. What is this shit about? Was he trying to steal Cheetos? What the fuck is going on? <laughs> I like Cheetos. So I, good. Cheetos are delicious. And I love oh, how they're man. branching out and their flavor uh, variants. I love it. What are the new flavors? Um, there's like four different types of Flamin' Hot flavors, like Chipotle Ranch, Habanero Flamin' Hots. Uh, there's one weird one that I didn't like too much. It kind of looked like it tasted like throw up and then uh, reaffirmed that when I ate it. Oh, okay. Um, I know they have the lime one. Yeah, that one's old news. Jesse. Oh, okay. All right. Um, sorry. But yeah, it's just just uh, do yourself a favor. Google new new Cheetos flaming hot flavors, and, <laughs> and then go find it and indulge. You're in Atlanta, or as they call Hotlanta. You know what I'm saying. So you should be able to find it. So. All right. I'll go to the gas station after this. <laughs> I bet you won't. But if you do, post that picture in the Slack because we all. Want to know. <laughs> okay. I'll 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 see what I can do. 
All right, so let's see. Strong evidence suggests a single entity mined more than 1 million Bitcoin. RSK Labs chief scientist Sergio Demian Lerner published new research studies concerning the earliest blocks mined on the Bitcoin network, providing strong evidence to suggest that a single miner processed 22,000 blocks. So, yeah. Um, at the time, Lerner estimated that the miner was able to gather precisely 1,814,400 uh, Bitcoin. In addition to this large number of mined coins, 63% of those coins, or 1.1 million, have never been spent since the day they were created. Mm. Ain't that a bad a bitch. What would you do with 1 million Bitcoin right now, Jason? Nothing. I think I'd listen to DJ Khaled for about 15 hours, go to Vegas for another 25 then I would wow. go to Colorado for another 17. Then I would yeah. go to Germany for 10. Then I would sleep for a week. Then I would wake up, give a million dollars to Notre Dame. Then I would... <laughs> Shit, that was bad. Too soon. Too soon. Way too soon. Sorry, everyone. I would wake up, donate a million dollars to every single country that I liked what their flag looked like. I would buy GameStop and run it like a real business. I would. What would you do though, Jesse? With a million Bitcoin. Can't really do much with five point two billion. Uh, what? <laughs> no, I mean like for for like multiple people, for like many people. Like if you were trying to run UBI, you couldn't do it. So that's what I'm thinking in terms of. Oh, you're talking about like helping the greater good. Yeah. yeah oh, oh, wow. Uh, See, our morals were in a line there. I'm talking about things that only make me happy. Uh, I see. <laughs> That's not what I'm just think about it if you were me and you only wanted to make you happy. And then, okay. <laughs> I could see the GameStop purchase. Makes perfect sense. <laughs> I'd, I'd buy a Walmart and then train the employees. Just one Walmart, though. I'd buy a Walmart and train the employees to actually care about working there. How um, much does a Walmart cost? <laughs> pretty sure it's pretty expensive. I love the way this conversation is going. Here, how much does it cost to own a Walmart? It says $1 million for every 10,000 square feet. <laughs> That's so much money. <laughs> okay, it's a, it's a lot. It's actually a lot. Um, it's probably like tens or like hundred million, something like that, for Walmart, right? Tens tens of millions or like between. I would say between. Let's just let's just look. I'm googling that shit right now. I want to know how much does it cost to buy a Walmart? Thirty thousand to two hundred and six thousand square feet. The average store is 105,000 square feet. It says, can you own a Walmart? Walmart is a corporation. It's not a franchise. No one person can own an individual. Yeah, I know. But like, if it was, I want to buy it. <laughs> okay, here. Uh, so a Walmart makes about $1 million per week. Wow, that's a lot of money, huh? Yeah, dude. It is. It is a lot of money. I think like, I just want to make something. They're that really expensive. Isn't that like is that like a low key dream of yours? I think I feel like it's a low key 
American dream of almost everyone is I want to make something that people buy a lot of and then figure out how to make it a lot and then they buy more of it. Hold on, I'm not listening to what you say. You're okay. saying I'm All right. trying to figure out the cost of a Walmart. It's average 105,000 feet divided by 10. That's 10.5 divided 10. by 10.5 million. 10.5 million. Yeah. That seems cheap though. Um well Jesse, you have an interesting perspective on how money works. If you think that's no, true. Like, so. All right. Whatever. Oh, talking like really big No, no, no. I'm just I I thought I thought I had a an idea of how much a Walmart cost. If it's 10 million then I guess I'm 10.5. All right. I feel like it would be more than that. We're talking we're con- we're just considering the structure though. Like ten point five for the structure, not for the inventory, right? Because you want to buy the Walmart with stuff in it. You don't. You want to just buy the building. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. Like you have to stock it. Uh, I don't know. What is Walmart's inventory turnover ratio? Inventory turnover ratio. Short four million for the entire inventory, one point five for what's on the shelves. Jesus Christ. Walmart's inventory turnover ratio this year, right? Year uh, to date is eight point five seven. I don't know what that means. That means like eight point eight point five seven million dollars? That means their inventory turns over eight point five seven times a year. Oh, which means that all of the millions and millions and millions of dollars they spend on inventory, they're selling. Good for them. So what that means is basically you take your cost of goods sold and you divide it by the total amount of your inventory's value, and that gives you your turnover ratio. And then you take 365 days and divide it by that number, and that many that's how many days it takes you to turn over all of your inventory. Hmm. Holy shit. So I would say like 20 million for a Walmart. That makes more sense. Every 42 days they're turning over. That is insane. That is blowing my shit. That's blowing my mind way open right there. Oh, the number's right in front of me. I didn't need a calculator. Every 43 days they're turning over their inventory. Wow. But their inventory actually shrunk this year. 75% of our store management team started out as hourly associates. They earn between 50K and 170K a year. Walmart is investing $2.7 billion over two years in higher education, wages, and training. We've gotten so far off the rails. We're, we've gotten way off the rails. Now we're curious about Walmart, buying a Walmart if we had a million... <laughs> million bitcoin that's the strangest what would you do with a million bitcoin buy a walmart <laughs> i mean <laughs> i mean it's like not a dumb idea it's not it's like it's pretty logical some well, people would probably buy a sam's club it absolutely is though right if you think about it right because you, you spend okay you've got five billion you spend 10.5 million on the facility and then you spend however much money on the inventory which would probably be a large amount but you're getting it wholesale 
so short, a little bit above cost. Um, and no, you just run the Walmart. You run the Walmart like a franchise, and when you need something, you just drop by your own Walmart that you own and just grab it off the yeah. shelf. Yep. And then you make sure your inventory turnover ratio is at eight point five seven. Can you imagine if they got that up to nine? That would be like we we need to study this. We need to study Walmart. I bet you they study Walmart in business school. I almost guarantee it. But that's insanity to me. Blows my mind. Yeah. The more I you don't... know. Cool. Miller, if you're listening to this, ask your grocery store what its turnover rate is on some stuff. You'll see here some some crazy stuff. Grocery stores, I imagine, is pretty high. So anyways. Next next article. Next strong article. Strong evidence. Oh wait, I already read that. Uh, Exchange Gate IO sees almost three billion dollars in orders in first week of IEO for native token. Ooh. Wow! I don't want this article. Huh? I don't want this article. Oh, is it sponsored? It no, it's not way. sponsored. No, it's not. That's a lot. Is that like a? How does that work? So they they IEO'd for three billion dollars. I don't know, man. But now I really want some Cheetos. Dang! All right. Hey, if I came to visit you in Hotlanta, would you go to a comedy show with me? Sure. Nice. It's a date. All right. Next article. All right. Last article for Wednesday. Oh, it's Binance. Uh, what I was telling you before, Binance responds to Notre Dame tragedy by launching crypto donation channel. Yeah, I shouldn't shit All on right. that. Thank you for donating to Notre Dame. Um, Binance CFO, a surge in OTC, meaning over-the-counter. Over-the-counter trades drove uh, near $80 million in quarter one profits. A huge surge in over-the-counter trading popularity. Um 78 million in quarter one profits. Why did they say 80 million when it's really 78? That's so stupid. Speaking in an interview, CFO Wai Zhao said OTC, uh, which is a method of wholesale cryptocurrency trading for large scale investors, accompanied a volume uptick as Bitcoin rose almost $1,300 at the start of this month. So um, Bitcoin and crypto are officially going towards that. Like, if you don't have the money, you can't get in the good deals era so for everyone else the smaller guys uh just dollar cost average hashtag not investment advice but know your cash flow take one percent of it buy crypto um hashtag not investment advice hashtag not uh financial advice hashtag although it is exactly that you shouldn't listen to it so We're going to actually get sued one day by trying that shit. It's going to be not funny. Uh, Next article. Um, U.S. government blockchain spending expected to increase 1,000% between 2017 and 2022 study. Yeah, especially with the GameStops and Kohl's out there. Here's a quote. We believe asset management, identity management, and smart contracts will be the leading blockchain solutions for government. Early spending will focus on supply chain and asset management solutions, while spending in later years will expand to include more identity management and complex financial transactions. So uh, we're getting there. 
didn't look anything like we wanted it and hoped, but we're getting there. Uh, the G20 prepares to regulate crypto assets. A look at the current policies. So, so in South America, Argentina, the central bank assesses the financial stability risk from crypto markets and monitors financial institutions' exposures to crypto assets. The Securities and Exchange Commission oversees these assets within the capital markets and the Financial Information Unit deals with crypto-related AML and CFT issues. Our current mandate allows us to assess financial institutions' exposure to those assets and supervise their operations. Moreover, BCB has the mandate to regulate what type of operations involving crypto assets, if any, financial institutions can perform. So this is just a rundown of all the legal Terry, not legal Terry. That's not a word. Regulatory um, temperament towards cryptocurrency. So if you don't know, now you know. Check it out in the database. If you uh, don't know, now you know. Yeah. Don't don't finish that, Jesse. You might get yourself in some trouble. <laughs> Stephen O'Neill wrote an article that only has 500 eyeballs, and I'm not giving it 500 more. So, next. No, I'm kidding. Crypto exchanges collaborate with BitHum to freeze the stolen funds after a major hack. So, yeah, crypto's not decentralized anymore. Point blank, period. Um, It's in humanity's hands now. So... Um, let's see here. The last article, you, oh, Jesse, I knew, I knew you'd do this. Oh, Anna Alexander writes, U.S. presidential candidate Andrew Yang calls for clear rector regulations. Yang gang. Are you in the Yang gang? I'm definitely not in the Yang gang. You're not? No. Me either. But a lot of people are, so. Uh, I'm not in the Yang gang because I don't think he can get it done. I think it's beautiful. Like, it's a great policy, but nobody knows this guy. Nobody's going to help him get anything done. (laughs) Can't just come out of left field. That's not how politics work. But Andrew Yang, a United States Democratic presidential candidate for the 2020 election, is advocating for clear regulations on digital assets. Yang put the key operative points in a policy published on his campaign website. Yang, an entrepreneur who contributed 120000 to establish Venture for, Venture for America, an accelerator aimed at building new startups in emerging cities, is running for president in 2020. As part of his presidential campaign, Young state stands for the implementation of cryptocurrency and digital assets regulation in the country. So um, he has a quote, we should let investors, companies, and individuals know what the landscape and treatment will be moving forward to support innovation and development. Uh, the blockchain has fast. So he's uh, tickling some uh, cojones here, trying to get an entire swath of uh, crypto heads in his corner, which I think is a smart move in the long play because history has shown that over time we will have a lot of purchasing power, which equates to political power which equates to capital to change things so um smart on you andrew yang smart on you how you feeling jesse that was the last one what, what's happening oh, did you just smack your microphone uh you know what i didn't mean to but i did 
Okay. It's all good. In the neighborhood. <laughs> We're going to wrap. There's no more news. That's it for the week. I feel like I'm a bit dreary towards crypto news lately. I need to perk it up a little bit. You know what I mean? Why? Uh, I don't know. I'm just so... I feel like I'm really negative towards these articles. Like, almost every article I read, I'm like, bullshit, seen it, done it, not happening. Andrew Yang. Huh? Yeah. I mean, that's how it is, though, right? Is it? I thought we're supposed to be elated about this stuff and very jovial and enthusiastic. I mean, if the news is... Sure, why not? It's just like if it's bullshit, hell no. It's it's neutral. We're we're being neutral. We're not like we are the embodiment of the sentiment, the market's sentiment. And right now we're neutral. Okay. Right? Or we're recovering. We're recovering. I can dig that. I like that. That 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 makes me feel better. When we're at like twenty thousand, then you can expect us to be jovial. Oh, if we're at twenty thousand again, I'm popping champagne like I want a championship game. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, you got some more studying to do. I do, unfortunately. Man, that's so noble of you. Do it while you're yeah. young, man, because. Every single day, I'm like, man, I should go back to school. And then that night, I'm like, fuck school. Yeah. <laughs> so get, get that shit out of the way. So I know. Um. Yeah, man. That's it, man. You got uh, is it for news? Nope. Um, oh, uh, I'm going to stream on DLive. So, I, you know what? Today is Thursday. Huh. Uh, I dropped the ball because I've been trying to get stuff done. Um. But yeah, I'm streaming on DLive. I think the URL is, let's see, DLive.com slash not that. Okay. Wow. Okay. Hold on. I can't find it. Dangerous Minds is on HBO right now. I've been spending most my life living in the gangsters' paradise. I love that song. Have you you, you heard the Weird Al remix on that? Oh yeah. All right, Amish here we paradise. go. Yeah, Amish Paradise. DLive.tv/slash/TheMexicanFilipino is where I am streaming as well as on Twitch. So racist. It's good. It's a good place. Yeah. Cool. Well, people can't call you racist because you are Mexican and a Filipino, so that's it's very, true. It's very amazing about it, you know. It, it almost be like if I started a stream was like the black guy. What could people Good. say? Nothing. They couldn't say anything. Nope. So. Living in a gangster's paradise. How about I sing that part and you do the Coolio part? Uh, what's the Coolio part? You're gonna have to Google it because I have no minute after minute, hour after hour. What's going on in the kitchen? I don't remember those words. I think I was 12 when that song came out. So. Been most of us living in a gangster's paradise. That's what I'm talking about. Been spending most of our lives living in a gangster's, gangster's paradise. paradise. 
what is the the part here they got the situation they got me facing i can't live a normal life i was raised by the stripes sad that doesn't oh as I yeah here as i walk as I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I take a look at my life and realize there's not much left. Because I've been blessed and then laughing so long that even my mama thinks that my mind is gone. You gotta put some even my mama thinks that my even my mama thinks that my mind is gone. You gotta get into that. I you know, I don't have the soul. I get it. Even my mama. You gotta even my mama thinks. <laughs> I feel like uh, being able to do that requires years of persecution, which I haven't been exposed oh, to. I got years of persecution in my blood, huh? I, I, I guess so. I guess you're not wrong there. I've never, yes. I don't think I've faced much of that in my life. Some of uh, it, well, but not much of it. But even my mama thinks that my mind is gone. That's Jesse on the weekends. He just doesn't want to tell y'all right now. He's. Uh, I can imagine you blasting this tomorrow. Yeah. You're probably going to be blasting this song when you're on your way to the grocery store to pick up some flame hot Cheetos. Wow! Even my mama thinks that my mind. I'll be singing it too, like that, exactly like that. Do you eat some? I just want you to like uh, try. Okay, low key. If you mm-hmm. could, and then put this on your stream somehow, you attempting to get your mom to tell you that she thinks your mind is gone, so then you could then look at the camera and say, even my mama thinks that my mom is gone. <laughs> and that's the whole video. I don't care how long it takes. It could take like 75 days. 75 you know days. If you taking this, this video... And just seeing like you pulling pranks on your mom over and over and over again. Uh-huh. And then one day she's like, Jesse, where has your mind gone? And then you look straight at the camera and go, even my mama thinks that my mom. And that's it. That's that's the whole video. It'll be like a 60 second clip on Instagram. And I'll be famous overnight from this. Yep. That's your moment to go viral, Jesse. So you got to practice it right now. One time with me. Even my mama. Try that. I can't. I can't. Oh, okay. It's okay. One day. Next time. One day. Even more, even, all right. One day. Um, that's it, guys. Thanks for listening to another week. Just to another week of the podcast. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, once I get going, you know I don't stop. So um, you can find us at the BitcoinPodcast.com. Um, that's where this show is hosted. Uh, if this is your first podcast experience with the Bitcoin Podcast Network, you've got a lot of content to go dig into because we launch nothing but that serious hot fire on this network. So go back, do some listening, right? Yep. Um, if you go to the BitcoinPodcast.com, you can join the Slack, and uh, there's a lot of conversation that goes on in there about the price, about governments, about conspiracy theories which is unique I almost want to start a show talking about just conspiracy theories with Wilk um, Wilk is, Wilk is uh, saying in general chat I try to reduce the electromagnet devices in the house pulsating through my body got ethernet outlets in every room uh, 
So sometimes that kind of <laughs> even his mama thinks that his mind is gone. <laughs> now we love you. Uh, you keep it fresh and hot, like bread. Um, join the Slack. Have some conversations. Jesse's in the Slack from time to time. I'm in the Slack from time to time. Cello and Corey are in the Slack. Bully's in the Slack. DJ. Everyone who has a show on the network is in the Slack. Um, and if anything, it's just a great. It's turning into a pretty, pretty, pretty active and lively community. And we appreciate you guys for listening and contributing to the conversation. So that's it. Go check out the Mexican Filipino if you uh, want to know how to type that. Uh, it'd be T H E M E X I C A N F I L I P I N O. I know what you're thinking. Philippines is spelled with a PH, but Filipino is spelled with a F. That's something I've been trying to figure out my entire life, and no one can give me an answer, but that's just the way it goes. So, play the outro. Thank you.